Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2018. We are kicking off a new year of the Listen In podcast, the only music podcast by music listeners for music listeners. And by the way, I'm joking when I say that, listeners. I I don't know if that comes across all the time because I think it's very easy to just be like, wait a minute. No, there's other music listeners out there yeah. who also have podcasts. Right, and and we're by no means the only one, but it, it is a little tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. Sean, it's been, it's been a little bit of a break, man. We, I gotta say, yeah. I feel a little rusty. I gotta get the rust off my gears here. I know. We haven't done a pod since, I think it was the second since week of last December. Since last year, am yeah, I right? It's been a whole, well, whatever, <laughs> three weeks or something. That was just a big break for us because despite the fact that we have, like, next to no listeners. Right. Not true, but not a ton. <laughs> Um, we never take breaks. Mm-mm. We would do, we like basically would take like a couple weeks off every year, like it just at random points when it yeah. felt right. Yeah. This year we we finished up I think December fourteenth something yeah. like that. Yeah. And we haven't done a podcast since. No, we haven't. So we've been on a bit of a hiatus. We are back, and I think Jake for twenty eighteen. Maybe let's let's talk about a couple New Year's resolutions Ooh. in terms of. Music and maybe the music podcast. I was thinking of a couple. Okay, let's hear yours. I, I need time to think. One for me, in terms of the podcast, is maybe not to force things yep. as much. In terms of new releases we're talking about, or even taking a break. Maybe if there's a week in March where we don't have much to talk about, maybe we just take a break. Right? You know, the we, listeners- we can do that. The listeners will will riot in the streets. <laughs> they it won't be an effective riot. <laughs> no, no, it'll just be like a single person imprisoned for <laughs> l- like lewd and inappropriate behavior. My other resolution in terms of music, uh, there's this is twofold. One is when it comes to uh, rediscovering old albums that haven't come out this year, like listening to older albums. I'm actually going to put the time in and not. Treat it as checking a box. Of, yeah, oh, right. I listened to fucking The Velvet Underground. Check. It's like, no, no, no. Spend some time with that record for like a week or two yeah. and get to know it and live with it rather than just maybe listening to as much as possible. I've already started to do that with a couple albums. Yeah, because I haven't done enough of that. Like last year... Last year was an all-time bad rediscover. It was it was a checkbox year. I was, it was mostly bad. checking boxes with a few exceptions. Like Loaded is an example of one where I did listen a right. lot. And there were a few of those. But right. yeah, and like honestly, this little break we have from December to January is like the Wild West. I don't even know what to I do know. with myself. I didn't know what to listen to Because it feels time. like I don't have an assignment. I know. Like we're yeah. going to get to Jeff Rosenstock in a minute, but I've listened to some of that this week. I've also been listening to just like old Beatles, right? Because I'm like, uh, what do I want to listen to? I don't what even do I do know with myself. And my other resolution, Jake, is with music that comes out in 2018. New music. I'm gonna be more selective about what I actually choose to listen to because okay. if you look at my 2017 albums list and what I listened to, there was probably a solid 40 or 50 albums that I only listened to once or twice and never returned to. That's a lot of time yeah. that could be spent with some of these other albums yeah. that I might like better or some other new albums that I might like better. So I'm going to be more about cultivating and enjoying enjoyment, cultivating enjoyment out of my music listening rather than checking boxes or being like, I just need to listen to all of the, th- all of, all, all of the albums because yeah. it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and for the albums, you know, I think any listener who's actually dedicated and has listened to a lot of episodes knows that there are certain albums where, like, you could probably just tell we don't care mm, and are not going to put mm-hmm. the time in. Here's my resolution, Sean. I'm bad at, I, first of all, I'm bad at New Year's resolutions. Sure. I never make them. I, I don't make them. Yeah. 
I have like a, I I kind of have resolutions at all times where I like don't really do it. Well, I kind of do. I it. think part of the reason why we've talked about this is the new year is so arbitrary. It doesn't matter. No. Much like most things don't matter. Right. It's a, it's a it's an arbitrary point in time. Right. Um. So here's mine. If there was one for 2017. It's crazy that that's in the rear view, by the way. 2017 still sounds like... like the future. Like, we'll be all in chrome by then. <laughs> right. That's the past now. <laughs> right. Full stop. <laughs> right. Um, Might as well not exist. Yeah, if I had a resolution for last year, it was basically just be more myself with listening. Yeah. And that means a few things. It means, like, I'm going to check out some albums. It's it's almost like a little bit the inverse of where you're at, where it's like, I know there's some albums I'm going to give one listen, and I got to be willing to let myself just not give a shit about it anymore. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I listen and I don't like it, forget it. Yeah. I'm not going to worry about it, whereas in the past I might have tried to force more listens to it. Also, I'm, I'm just going to try to, like, do me more. Like yeah. if I, if I feel, I'm going to do me. I'm going to yeah. do me. If I want to listen to, like, like this week, if I want to listen to Beatles for Sale a couple times. Then I'm going to fucking do it. I'm going to listen to Beatles for Sale a few times. Yeah. yeah. If I want to listen to just, like, jazz all week, yeah. I might do that. Here's the thing, though. With the podcast, I will respect... That we we got to come to it with some takes, but I think going back to our other resolution, or at least my other resolution, is like maybe a new album comes out and we just didn't really listen to it that much or don't have much to say. Like four forty four, we put it we put it off a few weeks or never talk about it. Like we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yeah. So because I think usually the more interesting discussion. From us comes like not when we're actually passionate yeah. in, about something. So, yes, so say exactly. for example, Jeff Rosenstock came out one day, and then the next day we did uh, the podcast. We, we, we wouldn't. We'd be like, yeah, I like it so far. Like, I'm excited to listen more. Right. If you wait two weeks or a full week and yep. you get a bunch of listens into an album, that's when that, yeah. you're going to really have these real, exactly. like more rewarding exactly. discussion about exactly. it and have more interesting. And, and also, like, who is even listening as much as we are? Really, in the first day or two, where it's like, oh my god, I can't wait to hear these other takes. It's like, no, you can wait a few weeks, probably, before you even give a shit, or even get around to listening to it. So, that is one of my resolutions. This was a resolution last year, so it's kind of a post-mortem. Here's a resolution yep. I had last year. Stop worrying about your music listening habits. Yeah. Because I would look at someone like you, or even big friend of the pod, Kevin, yeah. who just flat out listens to... A larger volume of music per year, just more minutes, right, more right, minutes, right. and I would get like cognitive dissonance about that. I was right. like, oh, like, what does that mean about me? Am I not a big enough fan? Right. I've just decided that doesn't matter. It doesn't. You're just gonna it enjoy doesn't. it how you do it. It doesn't. And like, there's, it's not as fun if we make it a competition. No, because that takes away the point of all of this. It's to enjoy music, and I f- have felt that a little bit last year, maybe even the year before too, is where. Yes, I've discovered some great stuff, but there's like almost a pressure to it. And I don't necessarily have the organic enjoyment that I did of associating it with like a time and a place yep. or a situation that I did in years past. Maybe that's part of me just getting older, but I also I want to kind of get that back this year. Yeah. And that's one of my goals is really get the enjoyment back of listening to music. So here's a quick point that I think is, is important to point out. If any listener is out there right now listening for the first time, you probably have already diagnosed the fact that the this is a podcast that's about music, but the through line that runs through it is we're both crazy people. Yes, yeah, who, these like, are two who insane will, people who compete about how much music they listen yeah. to and like let that yeah. worry them. Yeah, and like have psychological dissonance as a result of what? Well, Sean listened to like that album ten times. Yeah. 
So we're here, here's we have me, an obsessed to me, dangerous me, relationship. Let, with me, music. let me lay this out for the listeners. If you are someone who struggles with mental illness, if you struggle with anxiety or depression, and you also like music, and you find music a comforting piece of that struggle, this is the podcast for you. If you are a, kind of a normal person who doesn't think about that stuff you're probably going to be pretty annoyed with a lot of the ways that we approach this. You might be. You might be. I think we maybe a resolution should be to like focus less on that. On the obsession of it. Could be, yeah. Because like yeah. that was a, a resolution last yeah. year was like, I'm going to dial back this, like, yeah. I care about how many minutes thing. I can't do it. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's do our best to just not worry about shit. Yeah. Let's, because that's the opposite of what we normally are. Right, it is. Speaking of that, Jake, let's dive into our first segment uh hot thoughts we have a new jeff rosenstock album that came out this past week the on, rare, Janu- on january 1st the rare new year's day album drop. which for my brain the way it works i love it's like oh january 1st 2018 yeah i just dropped a new album yeah dude, like awesome yep, that works and it's for a me. big big time jeff rosenstock move because it it would it it tells me is that he doesn't give a shit about like when you're supposed to drop an no. album, no. when you should put it out in terms of like getting good reviews and getting on lists. No. Jeff Rosenstock does not care because no. this dude is like a maverick and like he, <laughs> yes, he's just yes, out there yes. making like fist yeah. pumping, like right. anthem punk, yeah, and like not giving a shit. Right. Um. So this new album, post post with a dash. Yeah. So the way I read that is like it, this is it could be post anything. Post anything. Yeah. Could be yeah, yeah, post, yeah. It's kind of like uh, postmodernism. It's kind of like sorority noise. The yeah. you're not as blank as you as you think, you it's, know? Exactly. It's exactly. like post blank, yeah. you know, post, whatever you want. Insert your word here. Yep. Um post 2017. Post worry. Mm-hmm. Speaking of worry, Sean, Jeff Rosenstock's uh previous <laughs> release, Worry, um we were talking earlier this week about how we were listening to Post and we both revisited Worry. Um, so that came out in 2016. Yeah. That album is incredible. The, and I don't think we... The reason we're bringing it up now is I don't think we talked maybe enough about Worry. No, I think we did a similar thing where like towards the end of 2016 or beginning of 2017 we got really into Worry. But this album does not get the credit it deserves as not only one of the best albums of 2016... One of the best albums of the decade. This is such a time and place album, and it was incredibly prescient for 2017. That album, I think, does a better job than any 2017 album of summing up where we're at yep. in terms of culture, politically, whatever. And it came out in the fall of 2016, right before the election. So incredibly prescient. I'm listening to it now. It takes on new meaning every time I listen to it. I like it more with each listen. Uh, and this is Worry we're talking about, listeners. Yeah. Uh, Post is great, too. But Worry, there's something there that's just like, holy fuck. You know every time. You know what's incredible about Worry is that I... So I listened to Post. It's 40 minutes long. Yeah. And I had this thought where I was like, oh, that's short. Because Worry is this long album. It's not at all. No. It's 38 minutes. <laughs> right, it's shorter. What gives yeah. it the illusion of length is that there's this little, like, opera thing at the end. Like, there's, like, yeah. these several different punk rock and ska and all these little ideas that Jeff Rosenstock is weaving into one another. There's, like, this mini suite at the end of the album, which gives it this kind of epic feel, and it gives it you the sense that it has it has all these tracks. It must be a longer album. It's not. He packs so many ideas right. into a short span, and, like, song for song, it's awesome. And... 
I think post feels a little bit longer than it actually is because the length of some of the songs. The length of some of the songs, and you have just that like kind of ambient outro at the end on "Let Them Win." Yeah. So what I've said about the end of "Worry," though, about that that sweet, I've compared it. It's like the punk rock side B of Abbey Road. Yep. You know. Yep. And uh, or or like something like what what Green Day tried on "American Idiot," right? But way better. Well, yeah. It, it, well, it depends. Better, you, probably better. Yeah, may, probably cooler. Yeah, I think that's probably the right definitely thing. hipper. <laughs> right. Definitely more, hip. more like meaningful. And yeah. something that we're like, if you're gonna hitch your wagon to something for social cachet, <laughs> right. it's it's Jeff Rosenstock. It, and like, but if you're gonna like maybe be totally honest with yourself, I fucking American. I, I do do big time. Me too. I love that album. Uh, what I've also said about that uh, that suite of songs is like he's. Like trying on all these different punk rock hats. He's yeah. like, all right, we're gonna do pop punk. We're gonna do ska punk. We're gonna do like thrash punk. We're gonna yeah. do all these different things. And he kind of just like, I can do whatever. Like you know, d- doesn't matter to me. The kind of anomaly with Jeff Rosenstock for me too is that he does this thing where like usually I have this dissonance in my head about him because I listen to what he's singing and I don't. I have no problem with his lyrics, but generally speaking. Their lyrics that I associate with like bands I wouldn't love as much because I'm like they're putting this like idea or ideology above music. He does not do that. No, no. His melodies and like the the way he writes music is is so catchy, and he yeah. brings it every single song. Yes, absolutely. Like you can listen to these songs on their own without even really hearing what the message is, yeah. and just be like, "Oh, these songs fuck." Because his message is generally like he's kind of like a what you'd think like anti-establishment. Anti, just like kind of anything that's regular or just no. He like well, I think I think it's a little bit more. It's more detailed that that. though, because I I think he is speaking to a lot of the things that you know people like you or I or or maybe even some of the listeners out there are like. Yeah, I'm just like a normal person trying to figure shit out, but like all these weird things are happening and like all this hard stuff's happening and. You know, we all have these phones that we're looking at all the time, and how does that make me feel? And like, there's weird shit happening politically, and I don't feel good about that. But no. and like, uh, but like, I'm dealing with my own shit too. Like, what's the best way we can go about this? And I think he speaks to a lot of that, where it's like normal person lens, but talking about all these bigger issues in like a relatable way. You know what I like too is is thinking back to worry, and then I think we should get to post. Um, I think back to like songs like staring out the staring at the window of your old apartment. Is it staring at the window of your old apartment or staring out the window at your old apartment? Staring out the window at your old apartment. That song is a big time this time of our life type yeah. of idea. Dude, okay, and that's what was happening to me when I was listening to this the other day at the yep. gym when we were together. And I was like, dude, like this album's really doing it for me. It's because when we first got into this album, actually, we were. 24, whatever we were at the end of 2016, we couldn't relate to a lot of the themes that, like, a year and a half, one year later, are like, oh shit, this is what it's like to be mid to late 20s now. Like, fuck. Well, in that song, I can relate to it now because now I do have an old apartment or a house, but it's like you go back and you see what used to be all your old stuff, and it like feels there's this weird distance, yet also you're like, I know what it's like to live here. That's something a lot of people can share. I think especially. Because he's, he's out of New York City, right? Isn't he? I actually don't know. I, don't I always know. assumed he was. I don't know. Maybe I just made an assumption. Yeah. So let's, let's on that, like, whimper, not a, not a roar, 
Let's let's move into post. Okay, yeah, let's talk about post. Um, well, actually, I wanted to quickly ask yeah, you about worry still because uh, again, a lot of these songs have become really relatable. You know, I did something weird last night. Yeah, staring out the window. Even festival song, which took me a long time to realize, is a a, a put down of yes. how corporate festivals are when they're selling you being this like freeing, yeah. liberating experience. I want the song of the American dorm room. Yeah, and. I love that song now. Even it's probably the hookiest or one of the hookiest, but it's like the message on it is is amazing. Dude, you know what is an awesome song I'm worried when you're a ghost. Yeah. I love that. That's song. the one that really hit to be a ghost. To, to be a ghost. I it think really when you're hit a ghost. me uh, at the gym the other day, and I wanted to ask you what. Is your favorite song on Worry? I think it's either it, that's up there to be a ghost. Yeah. Also, um, staring out the window at your old apartment okay. is up there. Um, I, if I were looking at the track list, there'd, there'd be other ideas coming. Mine, it, it, to be a ghost is up there for sure. I did something weird last night. Yeah, um, dude, that song is so good. Festival song. Those are the three for me, probably, and then and then old apartment as well. But you know, Worry. If you have not checked out Worry by Jeff Rosenstock, I would highly highly recommend it this is not only one of the best albums of the last few years it's one of the best albums of the decade so far uh and really speaks to a lot of the stuff that we're going through especially right if now. you're someone who like us is going to be inclined to like some punk rock kind of mm. sound especially mm-hmm. like melodic catchy yeah anthemic yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. um yeah. really really good stuff so Post comes out yep. January 1st. I was very, very excited for this, Jake. Me very too. excited. I didn't even know about it until you told me. No, yeah. Because I, I was in that post-Christmas like music's not a thing right now. Exactly. I and and I this. woke up and, and was kind of flipping through Twitter, and I saw new Jeff Rosenstock. Um, came out on Bandcamp originally, yep. just first, kind of pay what you want. I, I bought it. I'm kind of a hero. I, I support artists I like mon- I, monetarily. I I would love, I'd like to commend. No you. big deal. I'd like to commend you. You for know, that. kind of supporting the arts. Uh, so I bought it on Bandcamp. Uh, listened to it a few times. Really, really good. And, and from what I understand, a lot of these songs were written around the same time as Worry, or like before Worry even came out. So they're from those times. Uh, like I think USA. Was, was like a worry era song. Yeah. yeah well, in the length on something like USA feels like, in a smaller way, like something like he was doing on that medley where he tries all kinds of ideas on USA. He has that laugh, that part at the end where they do like almost that like cheerleader. Yeah, chant, yeah. Which, which is to me, to which USA. to me, for, until I read the Pitchfork review today by Ian Cohen, I thought it was F U U S A, F U F U U S A, which is a little on the nose. I like it better as Et to USA. I, I actually do too. Yeah, um, yeah. I also, uh, let them win is eleven minutes long, and you alluded earlier to the fact that it has like probably a five full minute like synth outro thing, which is right. nice. It's pleasant. It's skippable. Oh if, yeah, if yeah, like, I, I, yeah. If yeah. you're used to the album, um, you know what? I want to make a quick note before we get into the actual content of the album. I love the cover. The album cover yeah. of Post is really yeah. cool. Yeah, I love is. like this, like the very dull, almost grayish blue, and just the, the huge, big, like hundred big plus font. size font yep. Post on the on the top. Absolutely great album cover. So this album starts off hot. Well, it has that little bit of intro or whatever. Yeah, but USA, I'm talking about. He has one of the best drops of motherfucking yeah. that I have heard on record in forever. Just this first stanza of lyrics. Dumbfounded, downtrodden, and dejected, crestfallen, grief-stricken, and exhausted, trapped in my room while the house was burning to the motherfucking ground. 
He drops a great motherfucking there, Jake. And like, it really kicks the album off. And what's cool about it, too, is it's like... He's a lot of breath because he's singing mm-hmm, a string mm-hmm. of like long of, of like of big words. Yep. And then he gets to motherfucking. He's like motherfucking. He's like a little <laughs> yeah, out of breath. Yeah, yeah. And then everything comes in yep. right, out. dude. Yeah, it's very powerful. What, really quick, what do you make of of morning? The little the little six second thing. It's cool. You know. You know what? <laughs> My first thought was I was like this song is going to end up being disproportionately high in my end of the year listens yeah. for songs yeah. because it just kicks off this album right. and it's so easy to listen. You could listen to that song a, like a hundred times in a row and only spend six minutes on it. You Is know? that crazy? Yeah. Um, honestly, I really feel like this album... It's, it's, it's super consistent. It's really, yeah. really good all the way through. I feel like somehow, to me, he set a bar a little higher with Worry. But but, yes. but this is getting reviews on that, or, or a review. Ian Cohen on Pitchfork gave it an 8-2, which is actually higher than what Worry got. Yeah. I think some of that is he got, he has more cachet now. He has like more, right. he has like sort of more ground to stand on and has a has sort of a bigger platform. What are some of your favorite songs on Post? Uh, so I, uh, USA is definitely up there. Um, I would say Your Throat. As well, nine out of ten. I love nine out of ten. If I had to pick a favorite, it is nine out of ten. Yeah, that song has such a cool vibe to it, and it's a nice little because a lot of this album's pretty propulsive. It, it comes right at you, like in Jeff Rosenstock style. It like right from the beginning, like you said, where he, co- he comes in with the downtrodden, blah blah blah, and ejected motherfucking ground. You're like, okay, here, this is a Jeff yep. Rosenstock record. Yep. Here we go. Like he's gonna be bringing it for forty minutes. You get to nine out of ten, and you're like, oh. Like I can kind of like chill like this song a little rocky, bit. Yeah, it's a little soft rocky. It's a little bit like the Clash later years where they're doing yeah. some sort of like offbeat yep. kind of like not like quite reggae, but like a little skyish, but like slower. Um, I just I, I love the nine times out of ten I'll be stoned on the subway, and nine times out of ten I'll be thinking, thinking of you. you. Like it's like the, like a simple like very yep. poignant lyric, and I love the melody. I also love the way the guitar sounds on this this song, um, and the cool like delayed. Offbeat like chords he's hitting in the solo mm, he plays, yeah, really really cool. Yeah, um, that's a favorite, and I think my second favorite as of right now, USA would be up there. Um, TV stars is way up there. I get that stuck yep. in my head. The part at the end when he when he's does the refrain of TV stars don't care about who you are yep. that gets stuck in my head like a lot already. Uh, and and then I, I will shout out let them win as well. Yeah. Um, I like the sentiment of this song almost more than I like the song of just like this. We're staring down the face of like these shitty, shitty times, yeah. and it's just like we're not gonna let them win. And I love the fuck no yeah. in there too. I, I really like the, the beat, the sort of like the bum, yep. like that kind of yeah. they're doing that yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I realize is actually similar to the bass thing in Jack and Diane. <laughs> like that Bennett, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't sound like that, right? Um, right. I agree, and this is sort of what I was trying to allude at earlier that I was having a hard time articulating. That kind of sentiment, let them win. And, like the really almost like over simple, over earnest, anti like establishment sentiment. To me, because I grew up in like the 90s and 2000s in like prosperity and a generally liberal age, um, it always rang when bands would do it nowadays, it always rang a little false. I think what I have to like come to grips with is like we're in a time now where it, it it's needed. It is. It's really needed. It and I don't like 
I'm not used to that. Right. I'm not because I, I I meet that stuff sometimes with an eye roll, and I don't mean to. Right. Even though I I really love it, I'm like, oh, like does he need to be like that's right. a little bit of a on the nose sentiment. It's it, it's important. It, it, it it's is. It's really important. It is. And and I think with post and worry, I, I, there's no hint of like annoyance or like oh god, like no. this is a, like come on man, this is a little too much. There's there's no hint of that because I think he is so earnest about it, and he's just like, hey man, like. Shit's hard out there right now. Like, yeah. we gotta be, like, a little more positive we about gotta, this shit and, like, actually care. We gotta bend together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as, like, kind of corny as it can and sound. That's, and that's the thing about Jeff Rosen talking, why I love him so much, because I think it's really, it's hard, I think, for people like us to take some of those sentiments seriously, because yeah. it's like, look, Trump's president, what? Are two white males in the Northeast really going to be negatively impacted by that? No, probably not. But we can still be empathetic people, and we can still understand that it's hard out there for a lot of others. And I think a voice like Jeff Rosenstock to be like, hey, man, like, yeah, you like my music, and can probably identify with me in some ways, and I'm singing about this shit. Like, it fucking matters. So Yeah, it does. And, like, it, it can be all too easy to greet a political climate like we're in right now with just an eye roll and like sarcastic bitching. Right. Just like sort of like not helpful complaining. Right. It is important to have people who are hard on their sleeve yeah. going right out yes. there and saying it like Jeff Rosenstock. Yes. And and for that reason, I really, really appreciate what he does. 100%. I think he's important. And I think that on top of that, this is a very listenable, very yeah. enjoyable album. Yeah, absolutely. As, as There's hooks. Rock. There's hooks on here, yeah. man. Hooks for days. Yeah. He, he can really write them. Uh, I, and I have to say, just to, just to kind of wrap up on our Jeff Rosenstock talk, it's really, really cool to have Worry come out at the end of 2016, not really have anyone talk about it too much except for Ian Cohen. Um, and I really think Ian was responsible for people like me and a lot of others getting into Jeff Rosenstock. And then having 2018 start, him drop this album unannounced and have it be kind of a big deal on Twitter, not just for the Ian Cohens of the world, but for a lot of fans like me or you. And for other music blogs like Stereo Gum, Pitchfork, a lot of these pick this up as a story. Yep. And it's like, okay, it feels like you've arrived in a way that you should have maybe in 2016 when Worry came out, but you're retroactively getting the attention that you maybe should have gotten then. This is a totally different thought, but it, it goes to the obsessive nature of what my brain does. Did, did, when you saw this, did you also think like I did where Worry came out at the end of 2016? Yes. Worry came out at the end of 2016. Yes. This came out at the beginning of 2018. I was thinking about like, oh, years from now, I'll look at the Wikipedia page and I'll be like, those came out two years apart. They really nope. didn't. They, they came, came out, out like a year apart. Like basically yep. a year apart. I thought about that exactly too. I was like, wait, that's weird. That's like breaking my brain right now. I was like, that's yeah. like essentially a year, yep. but it will forever look yep. like basically two-year hiatus. I thought that too, 100%. Yeah. Not the case. Speaking of 2018 versus other years, we wanted to do a segment on our most anticipated albums of 2018. So we have a list here that we're going to run through just yeah. on some of these are a mixture of albums we definitely know that we're getting this year, and some are a little more speculative, but we wanted to highlight a few of these here. So let's we, kick, it, kick it off, Jake. Yeah, we have kind of a long list. I think we should go through it at a, at a decent clip. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because we're, a lot of them we're going to discuss more in our new over-unders yes. for this year. Yes, yes, um, yes. Which we, we wrapped up the 2017 over-unders yep. uh, in our last podcast in December. Um, which, if you're following from then, by the way, update... The um we had a nail biter oh, on the oh pitchfork best new music over under. So for anyone who hasn't listened, what we do and we'll discuss this more later is we set a line, which means a number 
that one of us bets over, one of us bets under for how many best new musics Pitchfork will award in a year. I think the line was 46 and a half. It was. And there were 46. Sean had the over, I had the under. So if even one more happened, I would have lost. Yeah. Sean would have won. Luckily for me, <laughs> yep. we, we, the Christmas week hit and press cycle stopped and right in time. Not a moment too soon. <laughs> no, no. Not a no. moment too soon. <laughs> no. Because Pop 2, um, what's her name again? Charlie XCX. Yeah. Through a, through a monkey wrench. Right. So just as an update, I did win that. You did. You I, did. You it, did. It, Congrats. It was Congrats. honestly the real winner is the line we both picked. Honestly, yeah, and I'm like more excited about that than either that, of us. It winning. was accurate. It was. It was a it good was. line. Vegas would be proud. And we're gonna try to do the same again this year. Okay, um, so most anticipated albums yeah. of 2018. Let's dive in. Let's just switch back and forth. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we. You wanna go first? Yeah, yeah. The, so this first one here, uh, single actually just recently got released, and this album was announced. Titus Andronicus. One of my favorite bands is coming out with a new album, A Productive Cough. I do you, we know when this is coming out yet? March. I March. Think. Okay. Early March. I, I like I like that. March. Uh, the first single was released already. Uh, this is the follow up to uh, the most lamentable tragedy that came out in 2015. Which is how by long them. again? Like 80 minutes. Yeah, it's long. It's like 27 tracks. Yeah, probably it's well over an hour. It's really good. So here's the thing. Titus Andronicus has n- never put out a bad album. Every single one is is good. The Monitor is an all time album. That is it's one incredible. of the best of the decade. Um, I'm I'm excited for this. From what I understand, and from what the lead single would indicate, is it's going to be a little bit more ballady yep. or softer. Um, I liked the single. I mentioned to you before we started recording. I think Patrick Stickles is almost too good of a lyricist where he just he puts in so much you honestly need to be looking at it like a lyric sheet to totally like get what he's talking about um so i think with more listens i'll like that song more but i'm very very excited for this i love titus andronicus uh any thoughts on on them um love the monitor have listened to a couple other things here and there but i've never gotten never done the deep dive you have uh i'm generally excited it's not to the level you are you're like a a bigger fan right uh but i am excited i think they're really interesting i think definitely patrick stickles is an interesting voice oh yeah um yeah i look forward to hearing more from them uh coming from like the other end of music we have justin timberlake with this new album, A Man of the Woods. Um, so I listened to the single, Sean, Filthy, which is getting panned, by the way. It's getting terrible. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've seen. It is not like you'd think, like a country folk thing. Um, because you look at the press, and it's pictures of him in like fur coats out in the right. sort of the heartland. I think down in like the south, right? He's in Tennessee. I yeah. think it's all about like him going back to his roots. Okay. Or whatever. So like in sync. No, it's like it's before then. Okay, okay, okay. Um, What are your thoughts on when this, like, the press started to come out about this? Every music writer and their fucking uncle made the same lazy listens to Bonnie Vare once joke about about Justin Timberlake. Entire two days of Justin Timberlake coverage is catnip for like the Lindsay Zolads of the world. Like, oh, I can make lame fucking Bonnie Vare meme jokes and also like pump up this pop music that like probably isn't even that good. I don't like any of this. I, I didn't even bother listening to the Timberlake single because I don't really care. I don't give a shit. I don't think this is going to be that good. I don't care to begin with that much. And I think all of the Bonnie Vare jokes are really fucking lazy yeah. and annoying. I gotta say, I enjoyed the 2020 experience when that came out. The I first... think that, okay, let's be honest. 
with the 2020 experience. Yep. That was like the one of the first poptimism albums where yeah. people are like, ooh, pop music's cool and matters as an art form, which, yeah, sure, it does if the music's good. But I think the tires on that album were pumped up too much. Yeah. And people were like, oh, it's fucking great. One of the best albums of the year. That album kind of sucks. It doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. It kind of sucks, No, though. I disagree with that. I think it is interesting, and I, I appreciate it for a couple reasons, where, like, I think... What I like so much about it is that he was pushing the envelope of what a pop album should do in this era a little bit. And I like that he went out there on the limb, whether all the songs hold up or not. And he was like, I'm going to come out with an album of like all seven, eight minute songs. And I'm going to try shit. I'm going to like do yeah. a little experimentation. Yeah. I'm going to have like the first half be the single and you can cut it. And then you can listen to sort of the experimental half. Sure. I will agree with you in the sense that I don't think it holds up as well. I don't ever want to listen to no, that album. No, and I don't want to listen to it as an album. I want to listen to Push Your Love Girl a little bit. I want to listen to Mirrors. I kind of want to listen to uh, that last song, Blue Ocean Floor or whatever. Now Sounds then, really memorable. I like that song, man. I mean, it's like, when did that come out? In 2013? Uh, yeah, probably. There's been a lot Around of music then. since then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's my point. It's like if this, if Justin Timberlake was putting out like really meaningful music, you would have just been like, oh yeah, like I remember that fucking track. But I think we can't lose sight of the fact that at the time it felt like kind of a big deal because it was like, well, but I, the biggest deal about it was that it was like it, it kind of like critics gave people that's what I'm saying who care about it like this credence to like actually like just that's Timberlake. what I'm saying though is the whole narrative around it was like oh this is an album that matters right right which is like the poptimism stuff it's like yeah these albums came like Lord like yes that album matters it's but really that's because really the songs are there yeah there oh, you are underselling it a little bit there are some really really good songs on 2020 there are there are some. There are, As an album, it doesn't really hold together. It's, it doesn't. Well, when's the last time you listened to it? Fucking 2013, right, because it doesn't really hold together. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. Well, like, but like, I feel like, it, it, to be fair to it, I listened to some of the songs today. I really enjoyed them. Some of the songs. Right. Are you listening to this back to front? Being no. like, fuck yeah, no, JT, no. you killed it, man. I, I'm not, because it's an exactly, hour 10. Exactly, that's what and I'm saying. It's an hour 10, and I've heard it that's before. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, right. And people were like, oh, 2020 experience is this achievement. No, it's not. Yeah. It's I, not. It's bullshit. I think that's it's a bullshit take. I th but some people might like it more than we do, though. They're they're wrong. They're not they're wrong, wrong, dude. They're dude. wrong. Who is still touting 2020 experience right now? No one's no one's talking about that as one of the best albums of the 2010s right now. S nobody, no, no, dude. But nobody. Some, no, but you're. I think. Like but it was presented it, that on. way. Is what like, I'm saying. But here's what I'm saying, dude. If you're someone who's like all in on pop, if that's your fucking jam, you're not really. I don't think you're looking too far left or right. You're pretty much straight ahead. You're listening to the big thing when it comes out. I don't think you're someone who's like really taking stock of the decade and like, ooh, what's the best of the decade? Yeah, but if you're doing that, are you pop really, is in the moment, are man? You but are you really giving a shit about the the Buck Ten JT album? You're like, no, Mirrors no, is no. a great song, and like, I like Suit and Tie because Jay Z's featured on it. You Maybe know? not anymore, but it's it's been several years. Like, how many 2013 albums are you even listening to at all? A lot. I'm not listening to that many. I I I, I will listen to a, a good chunk. I think it I'm was, always down to listen to Trouble Will Find Me. I'm always down to yeah. listen to. It's a different type of thing. It's right. a different That's, type of album. Okay, you're right. You're right. It's a different Fair type enough. of experience. It's a 2020, 2020 experience. experience. <laughs> In hindsight, is 2020 when it sure looking is. at that album. Uh, let, let's move on, Jake. Here's we another, move on. Here's another 2013 album follow up. Vampire Weekend. When's the last time you listened to this? Because I loved it. Uh, and I listened to I've time. listened to songs. I've listened to a few songs. Oh, in the like last, me in 2020 today? In the last uh, few months, yes. Right. Uh, but look, 
Vampire Weekend, Modern Vampires of the City. I think it was their best album since this has come out. It probably is. Rostam has left the band. Yes. It's been five years, or will have been five years. Feels like they've lost some of that groundswell. Can we expect the same Vampire Weekend? I say no. <laughs> no, I, I'm just you know I'm no, just being no, honest. No, no, no. Those are really good. Like, <laughs> like, like radio hot take guy. Radio yeah. jock. Yes. I say no. Yes, I think they can't bring it. Uh, no, probably not. Probably not the same. I don't think so. Because if you listen to the Rostam solo stuff, you realize how much he of like his flavor he brought to the band. And you know what I'm realizing right now? Me saying that is a hedge your bets thing because I want this album to be great. Yep. And I'm gonna be a little hurt and disappointed. Yeah. Because I'm such a huge Vampire Weekend fan, and, and you are too. Yep. I'm going to be a little disappointed and hurt when the consensus around it is, oh, not as good as yep. their past. It's going to hurt me. Yep. Because Vampire... And, and the same thing kind of happened with Arcade Fire last year. And I kind of numbed myself to it. I was yep. like, ooh, I don't want to really admit that this isn't very good. But it's going to hurt, and I, I think we're due. We're due. You can't keep topping yourself to the extent and level that Vampire Weekend do album in and album out. Especially without the creative force that is Rostam. Exactly. And, and Vampire Weekend has set a blistering pace, too. I know. They've, Unbelievable. And, and, and like they've taken more time off with each new release. So that's one interesting thing where you could say, like, well, maybe they yeah. just they really took their right. time. Right, Because right. like the first two records that came out, Bang Bang, Quick, took some time for Modern Vampires. Um, and now they've taken even longer for right. this new one. Uh, I, you know, Vampire Weekend is one of those bands where they have the ability to capture... Critics and like main, like borderline mainstream oh, music yeah, listeners. Yeah, yeah. They, they like Vampire Weekend's huge. Dude. Like when, no, like that pop audience you were just talking about. Right. When they're like, oh, I listen to indie music, I listen to Vampire Weekend. Yes. It's like, ah, okay, okay, okay. But they're on like a huge label. But, so, but at the same time, yeah. dude, like, I'm not going to knock it. I, I love know. that band. Yeah, I know. I'm like, dude, know. good for that. Vampire like, Weekend is, is like your first conversation piece. Yeah. With like a new person you've met when you're getting into being like, oh, I, I, I'm a big music fan. It's like I, you know, Vampire Weekend, and you they're, know they're probably going to be able to be like, oh yeah, I like that, that in a music conversation with someone who you're sort of testing you're feeling the waters out. You're with. Feeling out. That's yeah. a softball. Yes, pass. that's like a softball yep. pitch. Um, and if they hit that, you're like, okay. Uh, what can I go on to? Like, do you like Bonnie Vare? And they probably like that. And then you work your way down to being like, did you listen to the new fucking Chuck Johnson album? Balsam? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember when I was like in high school and these first two Vampire Weekend albums came out, I thought, I was like, I've never heard music like this. Like, right. This is incredible. And you listen back to their first album now, you're like, oh, they're doing like a Paul Simon thing. It's like a Grace, yeah, they're doing right, like, it's like Graceland, right, it's right, Afrobeat. Right. Like they're doing that. At the time, I was like, this is incredible. Right. But that's what's so cool, interesting about them because they did take from flavors and genres that you don't hear a ton. Right. And so to the sort of like uninitiated, they come across as like groundbreaking. Right. And they, they do interesting stuff. I still really like their music. But like their first record doesn't hold up in the same way I always thought it did in terms of like, I was like, I've never heard a band try this. <laughs> right. It's not right. true. <laughs> exactly. It's still very, very exactly. good. But um, very excited for that. I, I would put that up among my... Most anticipated for sure. Speaking of your most anticipated, show, yeah, new Camp Cope this year. New Camp Cope, Australian we, punk trio. We already got the lead single from it, uh, or, or well, at least a new song. I don't know if it's the lead single, but like, it, is the lead? Does the lead single mean first single? Yeah, because if that's yes. the case, then yes, yes, it is. Okay, okay, okay. I forget what the song's called. Uh, the opener. The opener. Yep. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I think this album's going to be really good. I mentioned to you before we started recording, but it feels like there's groundswell here with Camp Cope, similar to the groundswell that was there with Julian Baker this past year, where it's like, great debut, yep. didn't get maybe as much attention as it deserved, but got a lot of fans. Yes. And now music press is catching up, and I think this time around, the narrative's going to be a little bit different around them. They, I mean, especially a song like The Opener, which is all about, like how female rock bands or artists in general aren't treated as fairly as male ones right. are. Yeah. And they've spoken out very, very recently about uh, gender representation at festivals and how, you know, there's not enough female artists on the bill, etc. So I think kind of the narrative around them is going to be um, a little bit different than maybe it was when the, their first album came out. Yeah, they got some good press. They got some good attention already from that previous album and with, with the opener. So I think, yeah, we can look for probably a bit a bigger year for Cameron. Yeah, this year. I, and I think uh, with this next one too, Lucy Dacus. Yeah. Right? This is another female artist that we talked a lot about. We really liked her debut album. Uh, we've seen her live a few times over the past year, opening for some other bands, and the new stuff she's played has been really, really good. She's already come out with a single. Yeah, uh, she's trying some 2017. She's trying some new shit too because yeah. like when we saw her live, I think you said you've seen her a couple times live. Yeah, and the new stuff that it seems that she's working on. As I recall, it was sort of like longer, more drawn out, sort of like slow bluesy stuff, yeah, like like heavy, like heavy, yep. dark, sludgy, sort of bluesy sounds. Like if if that hits the right critics the right way, could be a big deal. Yeah, especially where she's coming from. Where yeah. I feel like it's like it's a stereotype, and I don't I don't mean to to lump her in, but I feel like you look at Lucy Dacus, you're like, that's not who I'm expecting this music to come from, right? Because this sounds like like it's like this sludgy, droney sort of jam stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really interesting. Chromatics with a new record. <laughs> okay, so this album from Chromatics, Dear Tommy, is what it's supposedly called. Dear Tommy, this has been on every most anticipated album list since I think like 2014. Is it confirmed no joke. it's coming out? No, that's the thing. <laughs> right. They have said, like, oh, it'll be out by Valentine's Day 2015 or 2016 or something like that, and it just has never come out. They don't put it out. This is this is quickly becoming the Chinese democracy yeah. of indie rock. Yeah, and, like, Blonde. Yeah. Blonde was one of those albums yep. that was like this where it's like, well, Frank might just never yep. put it out. And, like, other than, uh, from what I understand, that song Shadow that got a best new track, uh, what was it, in 2015 from Pitchfork? That's supposed to be on here. A couple other ones that have already come out are supposed to be on here. It's just, it's not out yet. There's not a lot of details. People yeah. are like, oh yeah, this will be the year it comes out, and it just doesn't. Yeah. So we'll have to see on Chromatics. I don't have a ton of frame of reference. I didn't listen to Kill for Love that much, but I like some of the songs I've heard by Chromatics. Uh, I'm interested to see what they do. If, they, in fact, they do release it. Yeah, so yeah. We'll yeah, we'll see. Uh, next couple here, Gorillas and Jack White. Uh, Jack White, that is confirmed coming out. Uh, do you care that much about either of these? I don't know what the deal is with Jack White and me, man. Because like I really love some of those White Stripes albums, but like a Jack White solo album just does not. Move I haven't. Me. I haven't loved either of them. What is Blunder it? Blunderbuss and, and whatever the other one yeah, is. I don't even really know because I didn't listen to it that much because I don't really care. No. There's a few good songs here and there. I feel like this dude has lost something in terms of like. Really putting out a great record. You know what I think it is is like Jack White is clearly a little unhinged. He's clearly yeah, like a he's, one yeah. step toward crazy. Right. And when you're young and up and coming, that's cool. That works. When you're older and more established, less cool. It is less cool. Eh, Kanye West 
pushes well, that. speaking of, because we might have a new album from that dude coming out this year. So the is rumors, it really called Turbo Graphics sixteen? Did, did he say that the end of like last year? Yeah. And I, that was at like the height of his like mental break, though. Is that his like Blue Harvest? Yeah, like, I, yes. like how Star Wars yes. when it was in production was called Blue Harvest. Yes, is that like whenever he has an album, he's gonna put out. He's gonna give it a fake name. It's it feels like it. And the rumor has been he's been on like a mountaintop in Wyoming or something working on this Man of the Woods with like Pusha T coming to help him out. Oh. I really fucking hope we get more Pusha T on this next Kanye album. Yeah, man, because he. Is great on Twisted Fantasy. So good. And I like Pusha T. I really like Pusha T. Should have an album coming out this year. Remember at the end of 2015? Yeah. He put out like a a preview album, basically. Yeah. Or like a prelude album. Didn't he come out like it? Wasn't it an EP? Technically, but it was like 40 minutes long. It was called like The Push or something. Yeah, yeah. King Push or something. King Push. King Push. I really liked that album. I did too. And I was like, oh, fuck, Pusha T is awesome. And I was like, oh, we're getting a new Pusha T album in 2016 or 2017. Never came. I think that's coming. So hopefully we get Pusha T Kanye releases this year. But that remains to be seen. Speaking of remains to be seen, Sean, you know who I don't know what to expect anything from? MGMT. Yeah. New album this year called Little Dark Age. let, Let me ask you flat out on this. Are you excited or care about this new MGMT album? I didn't listen to their last one. I'm going to go with uh, no. Like, I don't really care. I'm not excited. I might give it a listen and just see where it goes. Okay. That's my plan. Okay. Because I didn't love Alien Lanes. Okay. I, I didn't or, or even Whatever listen. it's called. Yeah, I didn't even, no. It's what, not Alien Lanes. What's Alien Lanes? God, God of My Voices. God of My Voices. Yeah. What am I thinking of? They have a song called Alien Something. Right. All these track names and album names, get, they all jumble They up. get all mixed up. Um, they did a song called Alien Something. They I did. didn't love that last self-titled. Um, no. Although, to be honest, like I think they get kind of a bad rap because people like OMGMT, their husbands, like they're not that good. Their first two albums are really good. Really good. Congratulations. Is my favorite at this point. Is uh, like an under the radar gem. It is a gem. You know? I, I think I would rather listen to it than Oracular. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Because so. the, the peaks of Oracular are higher than. Oh, sure. That's it has like the hits. Yeah. yeah for, like, I, am I going to listen to Electric Feel a ton more? No. No. No, no. That's another one where, like, 17-year-old me was like, this is unbelievable. <laughs> right. like, who, no one else That's is doing Passion this. Pit, yeah. The passion Pit, yeah. dude. Yeah. Phoenix, Phoenix. That, that, with Wolf yep. Gay Amadeus. Yep. Another couple rap ones coming out here, Jake. Ray Strummerd of Black Beatles fame. Awesome And song. then Migos coming out with Culture 2. How do you feel about that as a title? I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure. Yeah, don't don't like it. And to be honest, don't really like Migos that much. No, I I would go as far as to say I don't really like Migos. No, I I would say I'm probably I, more excited to see what Ray Strummer do. Yeah, do you even know what that they, like I don't give a fuck. Do you know what Ray Strummer? It's drummer's ear backwards. That's what that is. I didn't know that. I, I heard it once. I don't now know. Now I know. Yeah, like look at it. There you go. Drummer's okay, ear. Cool. So yeah, cu- couple like you know those are gonna be very uh, culturally. Cool albums yep. that come out. I'll probably like one to three singles from those albums combined. Yes. And I will probably listen to at least the Ray Stremmerd album and try and be like, I just like don't get it. I'm I'm like washed up. Hashtag washed. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, too yeah, washed. Absolutely. Um The 1975. They came out 
two years ago now. Yeah. With I Like It When You Sleep for You Were So Beautiful Yet So Unaware. They also yeah. have a self-titled album with some poppy sort of like borderline emo, borderline pop-punk gems. And that's, I think, where the story starts and ends with the 1975 is they, they have a huge, huge fan base yep. that's like very passionate about them. I'm here, Jake, for the singles. I'm here yep. for the sound. I'm here for chocolate. I'm here for sex. I'm here for et cetera. Insert catchy single here that I can get down with and put on a best of playlist. I'm here for I'm here for sound. I'm here for chocolate. I'm here for sex. Sounds like like one of those corny signs you'd find in <laughs> live, like a, laugh, love, like yeah. a knickknack store. <laughs> right. But like if you're right. trying to be like the cool mom, <laughs> you're right. and you're gonna put this in the den. I'm here for sex. Like, yeah, like all right, that's, mom. that's yeah. a little aggressive. Yeah. Um, I honestly, my best experience with the 1975 was not listening to this bloated last album. It's which too long. I thought was. Weirdly overrated, even right. though it got like not great reviews. <laughs> right, but your boy Ian Cohen, our boy Ian Cohen, yeah, yeah, um, your best friend on Twitter, yeah, he loved it. Right, it was his favorite like thing right. that year. <laughs> right, I think it's okay. Right, um, decent album. I can't say I'm super excited, but I am looking forward to the singles. What do we have next, Sean? Uh, we got My Bloody Valentine. A couple, a couple of my bands here. Yeah. Actually, My Bloody Valentine and My Morning Jacket. Uh, My Bloody Valentine following up their their 2012 of uh, kind of self-titled MBV, yep. uh, kind of a return again after a long, long hiatus. Um, and then My Morning Jacket as well. Can I be quite honest with you, Jake? I know what you're going to say. I'm not that excited for either of these. Um, I, it's not what I thought you were going to say. I thought what you were going to say was that you don't care about My Morning Jacket. Oh, well, yeah. I don't really. I'm not I'm probably like not even going to listen unless it's supposed to be really good. I'm not even that excited for My Bloody Valentine for some reason. I have never listened to MBV. It's good. It's good. It's good. I, I it's good. Lo- and this is I my, don't ever want to listen. This is the safest take of all time. But I, I love Loveless. Sure. I, I love that album. I still listen to it somewhat no no regularly, right. but I still listen to it. Um I never listened to MBV. So I, I I wouldn't say like I'm pumped because it feels like I have to fill that gap. You, now. you know what? If I'm being perfectly honest, Jake. My Bloody Valentine feels like work a little bit. Yeah. It feels like homework. I, MBV I can see that. feels like homework. I can see that. You know what I, I, I haven't liked as much as you're supposed to is, uh, isn't anything. Their first album. I, see, I've never even tried. I've listened twice, and both times I'm like, oh, this will take time. Yeah. And I, don't, I like, would just rather listen to Loveless. Yeah. It's not much like that. Like all the layers of sound that Loveless brings. It's way more stripped back. Gotcha. It's a very, it's a different sound. Gotcha. It's interesting. interesting. Um, Death Cab for Cutie, new album this year, LP nine, following up Kintsugi. Yeah, which I think is better than people remember or think it is. It, it is. There's yeah. some good songs on there. The highs are, are high. Now, what can we really expect from you know? New Death Cab in 2018. What their ninth or tenth album? Is this I their think. second album since the departure of Chris Walla? Chris Walla. It is. It is. What can we really expect? Like I'm really like I want Kitsugi 2.0. It's, I think that's as good. Like some good songs. It's not going to be one of their best, but that's kind of just what I want out of Death Cab right now. They're going to do their thing where it's like maybe it won't be the best album of all time, but there's going to be two to five songs you're going to really really like right, right here. Right. Uh, how about this one, Jake? We have another Drake release coming in just 2018. Every year. Every year. Uh, I think maybe, like, just give it a year, dude. 
Yeah. Just give it a year. Yeah. Because it's like, is it a year that starts with two? If so, Drake's going to drop an album. <laughs> right. Because he has right. it like every You know, year. we had more life. We had views. I wouldn't say either of those are landmark albums. No. No. He kind of, I'm, like, I'm, at best, treading water. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, as everyone who's ever listened knows, lower on Drake than you are. Love Drake. I'm Always a huge Drake guy. Right. I am not a huge Drake guy. I am a packing sort of, I can dig him sometimes. And then for the most part, I'm like, just sort of like, not in the mood. Right. But... Although, Take Care, one of the best rap albums of yeah, the decade. haven't listened enough. I know. Yeah. I know. And well, that's, but you know what, Sean, is like I hear that take mostly from you. <laughs> I know. I know. Like mostly it's you and Pitchfork saying that. Yeah. And like I don't hear uh, a Birds ton of a feather. Of, birds of a feather. Another album, Sean, coming out next, this year. 2018's this year. That's How about they, we got a little trio here of big, uh, yeah, we got indie, indie pop punk kind of stuff. Hop Along, Car Seat Headrest, and Pop. Let me ask you, Jake, of the three of these, these are all, these are big 2016, well, Hop Along was 2015. Let's rank them in Which, terms of our interests. In terms of excitement, who are you most excited for here? Oh, I just flipped it all around in my head. I think I go, mm, wow, uh, I think I go Pop, Car Seat Headrest, Hop Along, or swap those top two. That's where I was really starting. Yeah, uh, I think... Yeah, I think it's Pup. You know what? I'm going Pup Hopalong. Car Seat Headrest, Car seat headrest Third. Remember how good that album is, dude? It is really good. What was it called again? The one with Killer Whales and all that stuff? Uh, it's Teens, Teens of, of Denial. Denial. Teens of Denial. That's the thing with titles now, dude. It just comes I, to, know, I just have to like God. sit there and stare in the middle distance, and I'm like, Teens of... Teens of Denial. Here's <laughs> right. That's how it comes to me. Here's the thing. I loved that album and still love that album. I think, I just really think it's going to be hard to top. Yeah. Like, I think that might just be the best car seat headrest we get. Maybe. And I think Hopalong has the opportunity to do, like, cooler stuff, maybe. They both, they both seem like too young of bands to really figure out a narrative yet. Right. So I don't right. know. We saw Hop Along last year, or two years ago now. Who God knows yeah. how long oh, ago. Oh, fuck, man. Yeah. May as well be th- 10 years ago. Um, and it was a really cool show. Yeah. They did a really yeah, good Yeah, job. really good. Hop Along, I always, they're a band where I always forget how just how good I know. their stuff is. And then you listen, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Hop Along second. Pop as well. Is Pop, gonna, I mean, awesome. I, they're, I'm most excited for them. I think they're on the up and up here. Uh, the Pup and Pup. Uh, couple big monolithic releases, if we get them, Jake, if we get them. Chance the Rapper and Frank Ocean. These are two that I think have a good chance, um, pun intended. So Chance, Ooh. I think he's just scheduled. I think he said, like, yeah, new shit's coming. Frank has hinted on Tumblr and other places that he has. He's He said specifically, if you liked 2017, you're going to love 2018. And he mentioned, like, he's like, I want to make five albums before I'm 30. And then he said, like, at least I wrote it before I turned 30 or right, whatever. Right, right, right. So I think we're, like, 90% chance we're going to get new Frank Ocean in 2018. So I feel like this would be more of a debate for other people. But for me, I'm uh, between these two, and it's unfair to pair them because they're not necessarily paired in any way that makes logical sense. But we talked about them at the same time. I'm way more excited for Frank. I am too. Personally, he's just more my style. My, me too. Frank me Ocean's too. one of my just like favorite and, artists and, right now. And I kind of paired them because I think when you look at end of the year lists for 2016, th- 
they were on like every end of the year list in the top 10, basically. Yep. Uh, and I think you could probably expect the same for this year, but I, I'm with you. I, I'm probably more excited for Frank Ocean. And, and if, if we get Frank Ocean screams to me like just somehow it won't happen. I think it's gonna happen. I hope so. I like. I'm gonna guarantee it, Jake. Wow, that is a, a Sean guarantee. That's a ballsy move. Yeah, I'm gonna guarantee. Listeners it. Listeners can't see this, but Sean has a, a stamp and ink yeah. pad out right yeah. now. And, and I just yeah, stamped his own kitchen table with. with I'm a guarantee. guaranteeing it. I, I love that that confidence. Um, Arctic Monkeys new album this year, first in five years. Yeah, long hiatus that maybe feels less long. As a result of how big AM was and how long we heard those songs. Here's for. the thing: I think this is a narrative you love. Okay, to, go ahead. To to thump is okay. the we heard AM too much. That I, might be true. Yeah, that might be. It true. might just be my circle of friends. However, I am so excited for a new Arctic. I would have loved to have an Arctic Monkeys album two years ago. You me, know, oh, like me too. Now me here's too. the thing too: they've done a good job. Of kind of switching up sound and style on each album, I don't think we're going to get AM 2.0. I think it's going to be a little bit different. It definitely will. So I think, yeah, will. we've heard "Do I Want to Know" too many times. We've heard "Are You Mine" probably too many times. Still great songs. I think we're going to get something a little bit different, and I think it's going to be another great Arctic Monkeys album. And I don't mean to say that I expect 2.0 of of what they did on AM. Um, I just mean it's, it actually surprises me a little bit. It's been five years. I. I'm very excited, and I just think what my AM thing. It, it really is just I'm tired of it. Yeah, I just am tired of it. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like something about the way those songs are structured or something. In the we listened to them literally hundreds of times in the fall of 2013, and yeah. like nothing else. Yeah, yeah. At every single party and gathering. Yes, and it was when we were in college when there were a lot of parties and exactly. gatherings. Exactly. Yeah, it, I, I got a little tired of it. Um, it's not a negative take towards Arctic Monkeys, a band I still really love. Um, I am excited for whatever trajectory they take. With but this Jake, new one. but Jake, yeah. Was there anything better? Than having a little bit of a buzz on nope. on like a Friday or Saturday night and hearing the opening chords of "Do I Want to Know?" No, at the time, just, you, just yep, th- coming through the speed, yep. and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" No, agreed, agreed. No, that album for, is really, really important and very, very good. Yep, it's it's a classic, really. Yeah, it's just if I'm listening to Arctic Monkeys now, five years removed. I this is this is hot take ish. I would rather listen to Suck It and See. I would. Okay, sure. I, I like it better. It's more my speed. Yeah. Um. I don't think that is the consensus. No, no, no. I don't think so. Um. Few more to wrap up here. Courtney Barrett, Mitski, and Sky Ferreira all slated for new albums this year as well. Uh, some great female artists here. I you know I had a nice little resurgence with Mitski towards the end of 2017. Interesting. That out puberty two is so fucking good, yeah. dude. Yeah, I don't think I realized how good that was actually when it first came out. That album's great. Uh, Courtney Barnett obviously had the joint with Kurt Vile last year. Sky Ferreira has been working on her follow up. I think this is a five year in the making album too for Sky Ferreira. Might be the one I'm most excited for out of this grouping is Mitski. Me, me too, me too. And I gotta be honest, man, with Courtney Barnett. I thought that the Kurt and Courtney album that came out was good, not great. I had little highlights that I picked sure. out from there that I really enjoy. But I haven't listened to it a ton. I don't think it, it, it's that great of an album. Yeah. I also, I think, have to admit that I thought 
uh, that sometimes I just sit and think album or whatever it was called was a touch overrated. Here's a touch. The, I don't think thing. I would admit it at the time. At the time, I didn't. Either. I was like swept up in that. In retrospect, I haven't. Don't. I don't think I've listened to that album since 2015. I've not wanted to, and I haven't really wanted to. There's some great tracks here and there, yep. but again, I'm sort of with you where yep. it feels a little overrated. I'm most excited for Mitski out of that. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be many, many more albums that we didn't highlight here that are going to be coming out that we're excited about. But that is kind of what is slated for the time being. Yeah. Um, so I think what we want to do is wrap up this week's episode with setting our over-under bets for the year. So Jake mentioned it at the top of the show. But what we're going to do is we're going to set some over-under bets. And they're all going to be kind of pitchfork-related. So we have some... Best new music over under uh, bets around how many over unders there will be, and then how, how many, many best new musics. How many best new musics there will be, and then how many best or how many nine point zero or greater album reviews there will be. Then we have a bunch of just specific album scores to do as well. The reason we do Pitchfork, I think, and the reason it works so well is because of their scoring system and because it's like. Almost like sports in that you can kind of bet angles on it. You can be like, well, Pitchfork's been out on this artist, or they've been way in on this artist, or like, here's the trend of best new musics over the past few years. With other outlets, it's not as fun. One year we tried Rolling Stone reviews, and it's like, first of all, there's less room to work with, because like every single album ever gets a three and a half out of five. (laughs) Right. I mean, we could do NME, we could do whatever, but like, basically we pick Pitchfork, because I think it's the one we look at the most. Yeah. And I think they're the most fun to sort of bet about. I think probably the most popular, too. Most popular, and also, like, they... It feels like they're the most, like, political in terms of, like, the way they view their relationship to artists mm-hmm. and their importance as tastemakers. Yes. Um, yes. I think we have a bit of a love-hate with Pitchfork. 100% we do. 100%. So, let's dive in, Jake, with our first one. So, in terms of the total amount of best new musics that we're going to get in yep. 2018... Uh, we've added up and averaged the last few years, and the average comes out to about like 46, 47 best new musics. We think this year is going to be a little bit higher. Potentially an up year. So because last year was a little down. Exactly. So we've put it at 49 and a half. So here's what I'm going to do, Sean. This year, I'm going to take a risk and go over because I think traditionally I've been an unders guy. I, and you know what? It, it worked for me last year, didn't the year before, so I may as well just try it. So I'm going to take the over at 49 and a half. So what I need here is 50 best new musics. Yep. There is precedent for it. Was it 2012? Had 58? Yeah. So yeah. there are years that have had a ton. A of, lot. Yeah. Yeah. Last year, I would have lost on this bet. And, and I lost the over last year. I think maybe I'm a little gun shy. I'm willing to take the under here and right. kind of gamble and just be like, hey, Maybe they'll just do a little bit less. So anything say, less than 50, I'm good. I gotta say, as someone who took the under last year on both this and the 9.0 bet and won both of them, I hated it. Having, yeah, it's not fun to root for the under. Betting the under is, it, it's it's just like, because you, a best in music would come out, whether you like it or you don't like it, you're like, hey, it's all gravy. Yes. It just, it's, it just points towards yep. me. Yep. Everyone I saw, I was like, fretting about. Yes, like, Ooh, exactly. Like, where does that put our pace? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of, we have uh, 9.0 or greater. So anything that gets above a 9 out of 10 hits on this. So 
Uh, we've set the over-under at four and a half here. We only had three last year, but the year before we had eight, so it's kind of all over the place. Feels like a trend. We picked somewhere in the middle. Yeah, so we're at four and a half. I'm uh, going to keep my trend and go over Go again. over here. I'm going to bet the over. Yeah, and, and again, I, I will take the under. So now what we have are a group, a, a bigger group than last year, of albums uh, that we've set a line for in terms of what is the pitchfork score going to be. So, for example, last year... Say we bet Fleet Foxes, we said the line would be 8.5, and I took the over, Sean took the under, and it got like an 8.8, and so I would win that. And so it, it just it's about what we guess the score will be, then we pick an over or an under. So mm-hmm. the first one we did was Vampire Weekend. This is a band, Sean, that's never gotten not a best new music from Pitchfork. Right. Their lowest score so far, I think, is an 8.6 on Contra, yep. something like that. The last album got a 9.3 on yeah. Modern Vampires. But because of this Rostam... Departure, and because of the way that Pitchfork has been sort of killing their their old heroes right. in the past few years and giving lower reviews, we both think this is going to be lower. We set the line at seven point seven. Seven point seven. Yeah. What are you thinking on this? I think I would like the slight over. Okay. I. I would also like the over here, which so, which maybe leads us to believe this this needs to be higher. We got to bump it. Let's put this. What, how do you feel if we put it at eight? At eight, I'll take the slight over. Okay, at an eight. I'll take the under at that point. Okay. Okay. All right. So, Sean under Jake over Vampire Weekend. Next one we have is Justin Timberlake. He's been uh, he well he got the best new music for 2020 experience right or pretty high for 2020 experience part one. He got an 8.4 best new music okay. for 2020 experience part. Part two, which came out like in within the same calendar year, he got panned. He right. got like a four point three, and I read the little blurb earlier about it, and I think it was Ryan Domble or something was like, not only is this a step backward, like it actually removes some of the merit from the first album. Wow, which is like an all time wow weird thing to say. That is weird, but that's what he thought. So also. Filthy, the first single released from this new Man of the Woods album he's put out, got panned by them. They called it a misstep. Yeah. Um, it seems like the narrative about this is trending negative. So we set the line of this at 5.9. I want the under. I was, yeah, I, I, I kind of wanted the under two here. So here's the thing, is you've got three unders so far. Yeah. There's no reason that you need to do it, but we can we're we're gonna end up bartering a lot on these. Yeah, let's just I'll just take the over here. You can take the under, and uh, I'll hope for basically like a six on this okay. new album. Probably won't get it. Uh, MGM, you might, you might M- at six two. Yeah, could could be could be. We'll see. Next one's MGMT. Uh, they've been kind of rated low by Pitchfork as well. They've been very middle of the pack. Like yeah. they've, they've gotten two. I think Oracular Spectacular and. Uh, congratulations, you got like seven somethings. Yeah. Their last song got a six something. So we said this at six five. What do you want? Six on this? five. Oh, man. I'm gonna take the slight over here. Okay. I'll take the under. Okay. Yeah, I think we, we could end up with like a six six, something yep. like that. Could be. Um next one we have is My Bloody Valentine. So they're interesting because they have their last album, MBV, they gave I think a nine point one. They have given, obviously Pitchfork was not a thing when Loveless and Isn't Anything came out, but they've given both those albums retrospective tens. So we set the line for My Bloody Valentine at 8.8. I think I want the over. I think it'll get like an 8.99. I'm okay taking the under here. Okay. I, I have a feeling it'll probably still get a lot of love, but 
maybe not to the heights that it got previously. Okay. Uh, next one we have is Camp Cope. We mentioned this earlier. Uh, this got, what, in 8 when it came out, their debut. Yeah. Um, feels like there's some groundswell here, so we put it at an 8-0 again. So basically, they have to beat their debut. What are you thinking for this one? I have a feeling we're both going to want the over. <sighs> yeah, I could see this going over. Um, Should we put... I'll take the under at an 8-2. I just think it's going to be an 8.1. I'll gamble on that. I'll take the under. Okay. On 8.0. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. Lucy Dacus. Well, how about this? Will you give me a push or the under? Um, I get both. Push or the so under? So it's basically, yeah. I, I guess. Okay. I mean, like, I, the push would just be, no, I don't know if I want to do that. Okay. Why would I do that? It's just easier for you. Well, why even set a line? Why not just make it 8.1 if you want the 8? All right, then let's set it at 8.1. Well, that's a harder for me. Okay, <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a, if you're so confident it's going to be eight one, then give me the push at eight zero. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. This, this is going to be a fun one. To it's not going to matter. It's going to get like a seven nine. And you'll just win. Yeah. Push what? or under. Okay. I like that. Lucy Dacus. Let's let's use the same logic. Give okay. give me push or under on Lucy Dacus. Deal. Because we said that at eight point zero. Okay. Steal a fucking nine, <laughs> and I'll lose. Okay, uh, and then Kanye. Did you mark that? Uh, we're both looking at a Google. Doc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I just put it. Yeah. Bad radio because yep. I can't see it. <clears throat> Kanye West, uh, Life of Pablo got a nine. Um, what's it called? Jesus got a nine point five. Twisted Fantasy got a ten. We have this line at eight point nine. Basically, is it as good or better than Pablo? Is what we're what we're saying? Right. I'm going to take the under here, to be okay. quite honest with you. All right. I like, I like the over. Okay. Um, Titus Andronicus. 7-5, we put it at. Um, I would like... I'll take the slight under. Okay. Okay, yeah. I, I'm, I'm good with that because I love this band. I'm going to be really rooting for that. Root for the over. And I'm ho- yeah, I'm hoping... They get the over. Uh, the 1975, we put it at 6-3. They haven't really gotten great reviews in the past. They've gotten like mediocre to bad reviews. Yeah. I'll take the I'll take the slight over on it. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'm good with the under. I'll take the under. We're trending me over you under on these. Yep, we are. Okay. We are. Uh, next one, chromatics at 8.5. <sighs> That's a tough one. I feel like I have a bad handle on it. I feel like this could go so, so many ways. See, like this is another where I feel like I want the slight over. I just feel like it's gonna be an eight six. I'll take the under there. Okay. Maybe I'm just in a pessimistic mood. Ma- but and like, yeah, I- I'll I'll take that. Uh, Arctic monkeys. We put at seven point five. I think there I want the slight under, because like a I'm got an eight. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take um, that. I'll take the over. I think they gave a seven five to um, what's it called? The, the suck it and see. Yeah. I could see it being like a, a downward trend. I'll, I'll t- I, I could see a 7-6 here coming. I'll, I'll, t- I'll, t- I'll take an over. I like to pitch. Like, why would Pitchfork give them a bone, man? I d- maybe, they, maybe they do now. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, nah, maybe, maybe not. Maybe, this maybe they'll the double down on being like, fuck you to... Like 5.9. Yeah. A misfire from the Manchester <laughs> band. No, uh, Sheffield <laughs> Sheffield, band. yeah. Sheffield, England. Uh, Frank Ocean. We set this line at 9. So Blonde got a 9. Yep. Uh... I would be comfortable taking the slight under here. 
I'll I'll take the over. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll take the over here. Sure. I'm gonna be fucking rooting for an over. Me too. I'm. That's the thing is like I think that's kind of hedging. Well, no, like I root for overs. I would love. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would yeah. love for these right. things to be over. Um, Chance the rapper. We gave it an eight point six is the line. Coloring book got over a nine. Yeah. Um. This is tough. I I think I want an under here. Fair enough. I will take that over. I could see this getting like an eight six on the nose. Will you give me another push and the over? I feel like we we split those. I feel like that's 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 All right, fair. Then let's it's make fair. the line eight five. Why? No, I like I like eight, I six. like the under then. Well, then we're there's we're stuck. Then that, then that tells us that the line's too high. Then we're stuck because I think I think we both want the under. Yeah, that means we need to change the line. Yeah. Okay, so at eight point five, you still want the over. Yeah, I'll take it there. I also would want the over at eight five. I think it will be an eight six or an eight seven. All right, then I'll take the under. At eight six. At eight five. Let's return to this one. Let's okay. go to Drake. All right, Drake at a seven point eight. Over, I think over. I think he'll get back into the eights. It just feels like time. I. I'm gonna. I agree with you. I'm gonna take the under okay. as a hedge, okay. basically. Yep, that's so fair. So I will take the under. Jake gets the over, and our last one before we t- return to chance. Death Cab for Cutie. We put it at a five point three. Because not because of our opinion of Death no. Cab, but because Pitchfork always gives them shit like between five point five yeah. and six point five. Um, this is tough. Can Sugi get a five point five? Yeah. Uh, what are you feeling on this? I am gonna take the slight over. That's here. what I want too. So we gotta bump it. Yeah, I think. we do. What if we put it at five five? And you would want the over still. What do you want at that point? There, I'd want the slight under. I'll take the over still. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now let's go back to chance. So the original line we had on chance was an eight six. Eight six. And you originally took the over on eight six. This could so easily get an 8.7, dude. Yeah. I, I'm just taking unders because I feel like I have an underabundance of unders. But that doesn't matter. But that doesn't really matter. It kind of does. It kind of does. Uh, they're, they're all, these are all independent things. Like These aren't reliant on what the other scores are. No, but like we could be picking a crop of artists that like are on our radar. And yeah. as a result of our own sort of like... Biases. Yeah, our biases. Yeah. We've picked a crop that is likely to go one way or the other. Okay. So at 8-5... Like last year, the overs got killed. Correct. We only picked five, though. Right. True. So at 8-5, do you want the under or the over? At 8-5, I think, I think I would take the over at 8-5. I will take the under. Okay. I took a lot of unders. I took a bunch of overs. And maybe that's that's the bias of last year coming through. It could be. But so listeners getting burnt on it, but whatever. play along with us if you will. If yeah. you want to do it might be fun because yeah. we can we can sort of place place your bets and just yeah. see how it comes out. Um last year I think I won by a few picks. Yeah. Sean won the previous yeah. year by a few picks. Yeah. Um 
I'm looking forward to this. This is yeah, always a be fun good. way this to is, gauge it's the It's very fun. Very fun. And this has been fun. This has been a long time. Yeah, this has been a long episode. But we're wrapping up now. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll be, just be back on a regular weekly schedule yeah. at this point now. I think we'll be back at you next week. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Man, we're on the mic. We are on the mic. Uh, Back after a little break. Little hiatus, little break. Needed. Needed. Around the holidays. Yeah. Uh, Jake. Oops. Have you read this Patriots hatchet job that ESPN wrote today about Brady, Belichick, Kraft? No. And how like they all hate each other. And, like, oh. Or like Kraft is on Brady's side and like forced Belichick to trade Jimmy G. Here's what I'll say is... There's some part of me that believes there's something to it. There's something to it. I think so, too. Because, like, dude, Belichick, if he's really worried about, like, Brady's, uh, how what his response is going to be, he's not banning that dude from the sidelines. No, I think he did. No, I mean, if he really, really was worried... If he really was like, oh, 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 right, right. If he like, it was like, oh, nothing's wrong here. Right. Like he would just let it go. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, hold on, really quick. This looks like it's spiking. Let me just make sure it's. Oh, not maybe like, it's because I just like yelled into the mic. Right, but we do that a lot. <laughs> right. So I just want to make sure it didn't. Right. Oh, hold on. Sit tight, listeners, who are still hanging around. I can't imagine why you are. <laughs> Sean just poured himself a mimosa, pre-show mimosa. Um, yeah. It's seven thirty at night. Right, but it's not like, 7.30 in the morning. No, and who cares? I think it's cool. What I was going to say was mimosas remind me of being hungover at 3 p.m. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I, a, I would know what you meant, Jake, but I'm already like asleep by then. Because <laughs> like, right. I've gotten a little too buzzed in the morning. You get a little too like brunch drunk. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. I like. It's a nice little, that's a little pun I just came up with. Yeah. You ever heard the expression punch drunk? Yeah. Yeah, you locked into this chess game. Uh, right now? I, I need to. Yeah, I, I need to. I need to stop. I've been obsessed with chess with with our buddy Matt ever since uh, we played the other day. We downloaded the Chess with Friends app. So if anyone wants to play me in Chess with Friends, I'm taking all challengers. This is a good way for us to be engaging listeners. Yes, you can play this boring ancient game, which suits me very well. Uh, my username's just Sean Howe, S-E-A-N-H-O-W-E, very on nice. Chess with Friends. So if anybody wants to play with me, I'm very bad. I start off well. I start off strong. Yes. Like, my opening strategies are very good. And then it all falls to shit because I miss little things, and then I don't know how to finish games. Okay. Not a finisher. I barely remember. So this, this has happened, like, three times over the course of my life. I've learned chess, gotten, like, pretty into it with, like, my brother or someone. Mm-hmm. And played for like a month, and then I stop and I forget all the rules. Yeah, I don't remember the rules. It's like riding a bike, though. Once you, you remember, get, yeah. you'll be like, "Oh, I know how to play this." And in reality, it was probably never good. No, I would play with my dad. He would just kick my ass. And I've started this tradition now where we play on holidays, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm zero for four against him. Uh, really? Two on two on Thanksgiving beat me. Two on Christmas he beat me. Uh, no, he just beat me once on Christmas. We just played once. Zero for three. Uh, that's going to change because I'm tuning up my game with Chess with Friends, and I'm going to beat that dude. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before. Sean and I once had, and never f- got finished, mm. 
We had listen to listen to this, listeners. When we were in college, we had. I was in my first year of work. Oh right, because this got the, me through some days, Jake. Yeah, this I, got me through some days. This was over my winter break. We had a seven-game series of seven-game series. <laughs> So that's like that's inception of seven game series. So that means of words with friends. So that means you didn't you didn't mention it was of words with, with friends. Words sorry, with friends. of words yeah. with friends. Sorry. Which means if we played the first series, say Sean wins the first series in six, four games to two. That's just that series is just game one. Right. Sean has is one up on me. <laughs> right. And in the next series, maybe I win in seven. That's just a tied series. <laughs> We're just one one, and we played thirteen games already. We went. To a seventh series and tied <laughs> game tied. seven yes. and had to go to a game eight. We never played game eight. No, we didn't. Which we I'm didn't. glad about. I am too because after so much, we both wanted to win so badly. We did. It was going to be heartbreaking for whoever didn't. I don't think I've played Wars with Friends basically since then. Dude, it was getting vicious. Yeah. And we learned all the all the. Oh my god, old. dude. I would be so pissed when I opened it up and you had dropped like a 45 point QI yeah. on me on like take, a, like a, a triple word and triple letter. I would just be like, okay, uh, like you've won this game because I'm going to do the same to you next game. And we had some games, man, where like the board would just be a log jam. Well, because we knew we're like, okay, if either one of us has a J, a Z, or a Q, we're only going to drop it on a triple word, like triple and, letter. And you're going to weaponize it. Exactly. And we basically wouldn't allow the board to grow to get to those areas. We knew each other too well. And we were, we're people who, like, you can't give someone a layup. Like, no. you can't spell out, fuck, like, be, like, naive, walk through the forest like fucking Little Dude. Red Riding Hood oh my God. and spell out quart across the middle of the board without someone just absolutely Dude. eviscerating and you And basically somewhere. taking whatever points you got and multiplying it by six. Yeah. And I would then play, like, my sister or my mom after, and it was, like, it was too easy. I think that's why I quit playing because I was, like, no one knows how to play this game strategically. It it is that game does become a chess board. It it's does. not about what what words you no. can spell, it's about how are you playing the board. It is, it is. And like you're actually really well off if you get some just solid mid-tier letters that yeah. you can use. Yeah. yeah and yeah, you can yeah. just like string yep. up some double letter, double double yep. word, triple letter, triple word. Yep. Um, do you remember the game Hanging with Friends? Yeah, that never caught on as much. Wasn't as fun, and I was significantly worse at it. I was like, actually, I had a stretch. Remember how I was actually you were really good at it. stupidly good at that you game? Were. Because I would always pick words that people had, like, never heard of, basically. Right. and Or that were very hard to guess. And was just somehow good at guessing. I think I went undefeated, like, all time in that game. I maybe lost, like, once or twice. Because yeah, I made it such a big deal. I was like, I'm undefeated in this game. No one can beat me. Right. And then eventually, like, I lost one, I think. And that's when, that's when like, we gotta, you have to stop playing. I know. For me, yeah. against you or someone like yeah. you who's like, I'm undefeated. I can't have it be shaken. Right. Because then I'm like, oh, I, like, right. if I win, it's, shit might come between yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I kinda, also, also, I sucked at that game. I was bad at hanging with uh, Yeah, I kinda, Somehow I was bad. I kind of quit at all of those games for a while. They're actually really fun. I'm thinking about getting back into the words with friends. Really? Life. I, I don't know if I Play can. Play with my mom. Because, Just, like, decimate her. I, like, people... That's the thing, though. It becomes not fun. At least chess with friends, like, it's a competitive game. Yeah. People cannot hang I, when it comes with words I with me. I just don't know if I have the space in my life for words with friends again. Yeah. You're going to have to, like... This, this is going to be, like... 
a movie where you're gonna have to try to convince me to to put on the old cleats again. I know. And like I, I know. and I just have a good. I, I have a couple kids it, now. It, I'm like relaxing on the couch. I got my slippers. Gotta be honest. I'm with reading you. the newspaper. One of the reasons why I stopped playing was was because it became too much of a thing. But also, I, I was like, oh, I'm doing other stuff. I don't want to always be looking at my phone. Well, like, what do I do now? Like, I'm like watching like Netflix. It's great to get a phone notification. Yeah. And be like, oh, it's this fucking game I'm playing that's yeah. just like ongoing in the background of my life. And it's like, if you don't answer for a few hours, it's like, I get it. Like, you're doing other shit. It's but actually pretty cool. It is cool, Sean. But keep in mind, you're in the honeymoon phase with it right now. True. Remember True. the point. Like, remember, Stressful. Like, think back to like Series 7, Game 4. Yeah. When I, I would get a notification and, and get a, a pang I, of panic. I, yeah. I'd be like, what do you do now? And it's, it's <laughs> and you'd, you'd, you'd have gotten like, Zinc. Uh, yes, no, yes. Zinc for like 94 points. Yeah, I yeah. know where the C was. It was a, a yes. layup for a triple yes. word. Yes. Yes. And like I would just I would I would literally panic. I would see that you responded. I remember this winter very well. This is the winter where yeah. Mary Kate was taking a January class. So I was in Durham where I went to college. And in my dorm, and during the day, I had nothing to do. <laughs> right. I would just watch The Wire oh, and like pause it when it's like an awesome game. Sounds like what I'm doing right now when with it, Matt. Yeah. When it came time to play <laughs> yep. words. So if you have that kind of situation lined up, that's the time to do it. Which is my exact situation. So there you go. Yeah, it's great. It's yeah, it's great. Uh, well, are you ready to dive in? Let's dive in. Yeah. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Happy New Year. We'll say that in a second. But to you, this will be the end of the podcast. That's right. Ooh, this is this is nice. Uh, I'm nice right, right now. Remember <laughs> Asher Roth and like I did, how I didn't like that song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you like it? No. Fuck that guy and song. It was kind of annoying. Um, all right. You ready? Uh, yeah. I'm a little nervous. I know. Yeah. It's been, I it's some, been a little some, bit. Like, fucking jitters. Pre-game jitters. Yeah. 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 All right. Ready? Yep. Three. Two. Wait. Hold on. I wanted to do a new year, new intro. What did I want to do? I was. I was fuck. I was thinking New Year, new podcast. We're talking about all different things this year. We're not going to do that. No, shit. I wanted to do some kind of new... I, I don't know. It'll have to come so to me another time. So not the only music podcast no, for I think music I, thought, I, I, I was like falling asleep I just night. fucked up the slogan, by the way. I just said it's, it, a hard, it's a weird, hard slogan, the, and it's like misleading. Only, if you don't podcast, know I'm joking, you're like, wait, you're a fucking idiot. The only pod, music podcast by music listeners for music right. listeners is what right. you've been saying. I, I was falling asleep one night, and I was like, ooh, that'd be a good new intro. I don't remember. We have now. time. I don't. No, I don't remember. Um, whatever. We'll 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 figure it out. We'll, we'll workshop it. it. Yeah. All right. Ready. Three, two, one. <laughs>